السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم respected listeners welcome yet again to another edition of قراء القرآن reciters of Quran featuring uh, those people that have strove in the part of Allah عز وجل by learning his kalam his words by disseminating it to other people and of course putting it into practice in their lives alhamdulillah we hope inshallah that you've enjoyed our previous segment highlighting leadership but now it is time to soothe our souls with the rendition with the journey which people have undertaken through quran and alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the greatest has afforded us the opportunity this afternoon of being in the company and or rather benefiting from cape one of cape town's most famous or rather um, you know recognized reciters of the quran so we with, we have with us this afternoon sheikh qari mahdi Nakadeen online, Sheikh Mahdi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. We say Jazakallah khair, ahsanul jaza to yourself for taking the time out and being part of our program this afternoon. Alhamdulillah, to speak to our listeners, indeed. So, Sheikh Mahdi, perhaps maybe you can share with us your journey growing up. Alhamdulillah, Brother Muhammad Sheikh. Um, we grew up myself, in the West Coast. Okay. Um, in uh, Friedenburg, South Aldana. Mm. Alhamdulillah, my parents, um, my father is originally from Pau. Okay. And my mother from Cape Town, and they moved to Friedenburg. Those years, it was Ati Muslims. Mm, subhanallah. And we grew up that side, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah, we got our education, you know. Our, our schooling years and also our um, our Islamic studies. Right. Was a madrasa in. Excuse me, our auntie and the they taught us for mm. the surahs beginning of um, reciting the Quran. Right. And after that, Alhamdulillah, we furthered our studies. MashaAllah. Yeah. What was it like growing up? Uh, was the Quran mm. something part of the household, maybe? Was it motivation from your honorable parents? What exactly was it like? Yes. Very important, uh, Brother Muhammad. Um, mostly, especially when you're young, mm. when you're, it must be nurtured from the parents to encourage you to learn the Quran. Subhanallah. It's very um, seldom that it's become natural for a child mm. to love the Quran, to incline towards the Quran. Right. But, um, but when your parents encourage you, you know, from taking to the mosque, you know. Mm. Um, teaching you what is most important, you know, in right. life, in, in, in 
and um, taking you to, you know, gatherings. Mm, where the people recite Quran, you know. Um, even when you drive in the car, you know, playing the radio, playing the, the Quran recitation on the CDs. Right. All that nurture mm, the child right. and inspire the child one day, inshallah, that he wants to become happy. MashaAllah. But driven, mainly driven by the parents. Okay. That's the initial stage of of your hafiz if you want your child to become a hafiz of Quran. Naam. And you can imagine in the West Coast, um, there were hardly gatherings, Quranic gatherings, and, and you know, Quran and ulama. It was just our basic teachers, madrasa teachers, and, and there, were, there was not even an imam speaking about many years ago. Right. But whenever there was a gathering in Cape Town, then my father used to take us, come and go listen. There's Quran coming from Egypt, mm. from all over the Arab countries, you know, and then we go and listen. we five brothers, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. And also, you know, very important, if I can recall, I can remember when I was young, mm. like my grandfather, Haji Abdul Rahman, Nakadin, he also had five sons. Oh, subhanAllah. And my father okay. also, alhamdulillah, is five sons. MashaAllah. And, and also, I can, um, he yet was for, for all his sons to study deen. But, you know, those years, there wasn't um, all that madaris, you know, the opportunities for mm. the difficult. Yes. So, he could send only one son okay. to Medina to go and study. MashaAllah. But, so, alhamdulillah, one of, so, but my father also got five sons, and he inspired my father, you must send your children. In the line of deen. Allahu Akbar. And you Allahu know, and Akbar. Alhamdulillah, my father just encouraged us all the way. Mm, subhanallah. Yes, and he sent us, every one of us, he sent us to different places to go and study deen of, the deen of Islam, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's why we must never forget our parents in our du'as. Yes, yes, they are, yes. They are, they are the, 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 the cause of our success. Allahu Akbar. They du'as, Allahu Akbar. Mm, subhanallah. Do you perhaps remember any memories from childhood, you know, attachment to Quran? Usually lots of times, uh, you know, when you ask people, um, you know, uh, with regards to their learning of Quran or the experience of being in a madrasa or even at the hands of a teacher, of an ustad, uh, you know, at times, uh, you know, a student becomes um, a little bit naughty, gets out of line, etc. Uh, do you do you remember any encounters from childhood such? Um, Brother Muhammad, I couldn't hear you now clearly on that one. Eh? Okay. Okay. Okay, inshallah. We'll ask our technician to sort that out. So basically, um, the question is with regards to any memories uh, from madrasa days, things that, you know, that will stick with you for a very long time. Do you perhaps have any? At basically, okay, yes, yes, alhamdulillah, you know, um, um, if I can recall, you know, I've studied quite a few madaris. Mm. Naam. The first madrasa I went to was in Paul. studied under my uncle, Sheikh Rafiq Nakadi. Right. And it was in a very young age, uh, about 10 years old, mm. when I did schooling in Paul. MashaAllah. Masha and I got Allah. sick. Um, okay. So I couldn't uh, go further. And I was in the hospital for some time. Mm. And then after that, inshallah, I made a decision again, and my father sent me to Newcastle. Okay, subhanAllah. And I studied in Newcastle, you know, for three years, and I finished my Quran there. Mm. And Maulana uh, Manga. Oh, and then after that, I went to Zakaria, another additional two years just to 
to strengthen the Quran mm. in the Tajweed and the Hafid Yusuf Muhammad. MashaAllah. So, you know, so looking at uh, memorable events in, the, in my in my uh, study years, Alhamdulillah, you know, there's many occasions I can remember, you know. Mm, inshallah. the Quran, what contentment. Yes, yes, yes. To your life, you know. Mm. At times you stress, you miss home. I mean, you can imagine six months, four months straight away from your parents. Subhanallah, uh, I and can imagine. Just to you know the lifestyle that side. Mm, absolutely. With all different children from different backgrounds. MashaAllah. And all different children, and you must, and you need to make a success. Correct. And you can encourage yourself daily, you know, to make, to go forward, you know. It's like it's sometimes. Then the Quran can be a lonely road sometimes. Mm. Can be really when you go, especially when you study away from home and don't see your parents. Yes, 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 indeed. And, uh, Alhamdulillah, but um, you get when you when you know exactly if you know what you want in life. Mm, and then nothing can come in your way. Alhamdulillah, you Alhamdulillah. just look forward and you do what you're supposed to do. Mm, and uh, you know, like if I can recall now, mm, time, perhaps inshallah we can uh, just maybe hold a thought, inshallah, and uh, uh, perhaps inshallah we can just hold a thought and uh, we can go for a quick ad break and we'll continue when we come back. Okay, Stay inshallah. tuned, respected listeners. Welcome back, respected listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We have with us Qari Mahdi Nakadin, reminiscing of his childhood, leaving the shores of Cape Town in search of knowledge, in search of solidifying that kalam, the noble kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, Sheikh Mahdi, you were mentioning prior to the break, uh, with regards to certain sacrifices, important sacrifices, uh, you know, I can imagine, uh, you know, uh, all the wonderful sisters in Cape Town to the, um, uh, you know, the burning hot curries of Johannesburg or Durban, subhanAllah. Um, you are mentioning, you may go on, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Yes, uh, Brother Muhammad Sheikh. Muhammad was experienced learning the Quran, you know, and going through the different madaris. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, and, and uh, you know, that is most uh, uh, memorable is that you you learn the Quran and you, 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 every year, every time you increase in knowledge, you know, you start to love the Quran more. Mm, you build a connection with the Quran. So it's very important, you know, and also I noticed, mm. I can, if I can recall, you know, um, when you know your Quran, right? when you learn the Quran, mm. and, you, and you try to, you know, to learn the Quran in all different aspects, try to, not to master it, but to do it the best of your ability. Right. And then you find more contentment in the Quran. Subhanallah. You understand, inshallah. Even though you spend more years yes. learning the Quran. Right. 
But at the end of the day, the Quran will be so much of a, a, a investment for you, mm. and you will appreciate the Quran and always be connected. You know. Naam. That's why if you learn the Quran, you put in all the efforts. Right. And it makes those years that you learn the best years of your life. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Sheikh Mahdi, a lot of times, you know, uh, the, um, when we go through um, school phase, primary schooling, high schooling, etc., especially in high school, there tends to be a big gap between high school and tertiary education, after school, university, etc. And what happens is, unfortunately, there becomes a, um, you know, a decreased motivation or decreased attachment to Qur'an or any aspect of deen. How important do you think it is to have a continuous connection to deen or to the Qur'an? Yes, Brother um, Muhammad, if you look at, uh, you know, definitely if you learn the Qur'an, the best time to learn the Qur'an, Mm. It is to leave the school, to leave, you know, when you finish primary school. Okay. It is the best time to go and further your studies with the Quran. Naam. Because, you know, to learn the Quran, the latest states, you have a lot of challenges. Okay. And difficulties. And, and your mind must be clear. You must have time in your hands. Mm. You must have support from your parents. Naam. And, and, and that's why it's preferred, obviously. Right. To let go when you finish high school, when you finish your, your primary school. Mm. Even obviously after that. But you get this point through the years, you know, you, 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 your friends finish school afterwards and you still budget with the Quran. Yes. And you find some of them in university already studying further, you know. Mm. But uh, with encouragement of the ulama, they always encourage you and you listen to lectures. And you realize that what you are doing, you are chosen actually by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you must undermine, is underestimate the greatness of the Quran. Subhanallah. And you know, and, and that's why it's so important for the parent to keep on encouraging the child. Mm. At times it's difficult that the child gets responded. Yes. But if the parents are strong, mm. and stand with the child all the way, Masha'Allah. and make the child feel that what he is doing is the best, then, inshallah, you will see the fruits of it, of the benefit, inshallah. Inshallah, subhanallah, but indeed. But obviously, it's my experience, when we finish our half this career, you know, mm. then most of the boys, especially in the days, in our times, right. we couldn't go back to school. Okay. Because they will put you in a very low grade. Subhanallah. It wasn't that facility, you know, in our times, if you left um, grade 8, okay. then you must go back to you must go to bed, bed to grade nine, even if you're eight, you're twenty years old. Or, you know. Subhanallah. But then, but now, alhamdulillah, today we our children that graduate from madrasa, they go back to school. They actually only must maybe one year of right. schooling. Mm. Sometimes two years. One of my students actually must know years of his schooling. He's doing his matric now. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, mashallah. You know, so. Um, that is the greatness of the Quran. If your intentions is right, then inshallah, Allah will make everything possible, inshallah. Inshallah. Do you think maybe there is, um, you know, success that can be achieved in school or, you know, in any other works? Uh, which a person. Muhammad Shaykh, I can't hear you so clearly. Okay, khair, inshallah. Um, is it better now? Yes. Okay. Is there perhaps any uh, link or any success that one can experience, um, you know, uh, in terms of a person's uh, career, in terms of a person's other education, uh, because of learning the Quran? 
Brother Muhammad, they meant like if someone learns the Quran and then he goes in some other career. Correct. Do you think he will be successful? Will the effect of Quran rub onto him by means of going to another career? Yes, definitely. You know, the Quran, I never, Muhammad, I never got you so clearly there on that note. You see that I can't hear you hundred percent when I'm trying to make my I put my sound louder but it's give this repeat Okay. Okay, inshallah. So uh, basically uh, a person goes out to, you know, a venture, he studies the Quran after mm. high school. Uh do you maybe perhaps have you noticed amongst your students or uh, you know previous colleagues etc uh, that after learning the Quran, uh, you know Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them lots of success in other works which they went into. Yes, definitely, Alhamdulillah, you know, I can speak about my own brothers. MashaAllah. Mm. They, they studied the Quran, you know, and Alhamdulillah, they went back to school. Okay. Dar Islam, especially Dar Islam, they went to finish their high school there. Naam. And today, Alhamdulillah, they're working, you know, with uh, the council engineers. Oh, MashaAllah. They studied further, you know, my other brother also is a teacher. MashaAllah. other one is now finishing master's He's in Medina. Subhanallah. I don't think any person will sit that amount of hours to study any other studies. Right. Because I'm running a madrasa and, you know, my own madrasa, uh, uh, hostel. Mashallah. On hostel style, you know. Right. And uh, the boys, they start already before Fajr. After Fajr, you know, then I get already the work done. They're only ending at 19 o'clock, 11, half past 10. You know, that's the time when we end our Subhanallah. class. Subhanallah. Respected listeners, we will go for an ad break, inshallah. And we'll continue when we come back. Welcome back, respected listeners, to Radio Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Muhammad Sheikh, this evening. And subhanAllah, what an eventful, uh, you know, start to our program. Uh, Sheikh Mahdi, you were mentioning prior to the break, uh, with regards to certain sacrifices, important sacrifices, featuring a great and a noble Qari of Allah of the Qur'an, reciting solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only khids, Arabic, you know, Tajweed, and everything, everything that takes you the Qur'an studies. So there's an amount of effort, you know, in, in, in system in place. Mm. So when the child actually finishes his, 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 his harvest career, when he's a harvest, no. then he's already molded in the system. Right. 
You understand? Mm. And, and then everything after that, Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put the way for you forward, inshallah. Subhanallah. And that is the experience, that, that um, personal experience, even with my own self. Mashallah. Mm, the Quran makes you feel you need to go study more. Subhanallah. If it is academic studies, you know, Quranic studies, mm. whatever you feel, you can't sit still. You need to study. You need to go forward. Alhamdulillah. You know, and, and that. All stem from the Quran mm, Because you know the Quran you, you need to move forward You need to see You give a page every day You need to go to second page You need to increase Right Every year Maybe you gave one page One year Second year Two pages Three years So your mind is it's, It is developed like that mm. Imagine over a period of Three, four, five years You were thinking like You were molded into that system Now you leave that Then how are you going to feed your soul Your mind Subhanallah So to continue with it that the drive of learning Quran, and you just apply the same method, mm. same concept, in whatever you want to achieve afterwards, right. inshallah, and you will definitely make a success. Subhanallah. Allah. Is there any any particular surah or any uh, particular uh, piece of the Quran which holds very dear to yourself? I won't say this any, but you know, I just, um, the whole Quran is for me, you know, I enjoy the whole Quran reciting any piece, you know. Naam. But uh, you find some ayat, like, you know, Surah Al-Rahman, you know, there's a nice flow in it. Yes. You enjoy reciting that surah, you know. And some other surahs that you frequently recite in a salah. Naam. You make imamat, you know, and then you recite those particular pieces in a salah. Naam. Mm. Yes. But not, I won't say there's any specific that I enjoy reciting all the time. You know, it depends on the occasion, you know, then I select a piece and, you know, that's how. But the whole Quran to me is, you know, beloved to myself, you know. Especially when it comes to Rawis, you know, it's just, uh, when you recite the whole Quran and it's, you know, mm. the enjoyment, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Do you perhaps have any role models or, um, you know, senior leaders or figures of uh, Quranic recitation or Quranic knowledge, perhaps? Yes, Alhamdulillah, you know, if I look at our Satira, you know, and from from when I started learning Quran, you know, by my first start, you know, and they're all our role models from the beginning of Apish Yusuf, you know, and start from Malatawa's Madrasa, the Asatira, Malatawa's Malatawa and Strain. They all are, you know, they inspired, they still inspiring us. To, to study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and then also in Egypt when I was there and meeting the Quran, the child of the world, you know, and you see how Allah ta'ala has blessed them, you know, you can only but admire them. There are so many of them, you know. Um, if I must mention so many names, you, 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 because wherever you go in Egypt, you know, you sit in a mosque, Naam. you listen, you sit before Jumu'ah, or you go to a gathering, weddings, you hear them recite, like, you know, maybe there's five Quran reciting at the same time, at the same venue, but just different places, different mm. rooms. Subhanallah. And they all are on that caliber of Quran, you know, the way they recite, and you can only admire them. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. And they all, you know, they they, they influenced you to, um, they inspired you to, to study and to learn, you know, all that additional Things that they the Quran, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. Respected listeners, we have with us, speaking to us, Sheikh 
Qari, Mahdi, Nakadin, reflecting on his journey, his travels of the noble book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Quran Al-Hakim. So respected listeners, inshallah, we will take the pleasure of asking Sheikh Mahdi Nakadin to perhaps recite for us from a select portion of the Quran of his choice for the next five minutes, inshallah. Faliyatafaddal, Sheikh Mahdi. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولم ير الذين كفروا أن السماوات والأرض كانت رد ഫലയോ ഫലിത്തു 
صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله تبارك الله أحسنت اللهم زد فزد respected listeners the beautiful soothing voice of Sheikh Qari Mahdi Nakadin Sheikh Mahdi we say Jazakallah Khair أحسن الجزاء to yourself for taking this opportunity and being part of our journey. To Quran, insha'Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, reward you, grant you steadfastness and accept all your efforts for the service of his deen, insha'Allah. Alhamdulillah, shukran, brother Muhammad. Ameen, ameen. Only a pleasure. Barakallahu feekum, insha'Allah. We bid you farewell. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
Respected listeners, the voice of Sheikh Qari Mahdi Nakadeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessed him with a soothing, melodious voice. And subhanallah, which touches deep down. We will go for a quick ad break. We'll continue when we come back. Stay tuned. So let us perhaps maybe take a quick look, inshallah, at or some of the verses in which the Qari Mahdi had recited previously and something that really took me uh, you know through a moment of reflection so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions kullu nafsin dha'iqatul mawt wa nablukum bisharri wal khayri fitnah wa ilayna turja'oon subhanallah so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins this verse by mentioning every soul shall taste death subhanallah and you know the angel of that stands at our door we don't know when or how uh, or at what time uh, in which place will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the opportunity of separating from this world into the life hereafter and therefore a point of reflection is to always be prepared be prepared for meeting your creator be prepared for accepting hisab, for accepting accountability. And subhanAllah, respected listeners, if perhaps we feel that we are not at the juncture where we are sufficiently prepared, perhaps maybe there may be some deficiency in our a'mal, in our actions, in our character, in ourselves, then we need to take this opportunity right now and remedying it. Firstly, by making a strong cost by making a strong resolution in yourself to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling His commands and staying away from evil, from sins, from ma'asi, from haram. And in doing so, we inculcate taqwa in our lives such that we are given the opportunity of being close to our Rabb Jalla wa'ala. Furthermore, in the ayah, وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ You know, it is a very common thing. Lots of us speak about the word bala or calamity. Everything in our wrong, everything in our lives that go wrong, it we consider it as a means of calamity. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not generally refer to this merely as a calamity it's not just merely uh, you know a difficulty which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is putting you through rather we put you through a trial a test of goodness and of difficulty of affluence and of hardship as a means of a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And furthermore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, yes, this um, uh, moments of prosperity or these moments of um, affliction being a test for only you will see your marks. You will see your progress on the day of Qiyamah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you that final percentage. So even prosperity is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not just calamity. Why? Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses a person with goodness, with prosperity, the moment he utilizes this prosperity to turn his back towards the commands of Allah azza wa jal, 
indeed it is a sure sign of neglect and failure in the life hereafter. And similarly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses a person with difficulty and hardship and he shows his back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by being a completely, uh, you know, complaining person. Why did Allah do this? Why, 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 why? Rather than accepting this blessing which Allah has given him, he complains totally all the time to anyone and everyone, hence turning his back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, he also or she also will suffer the consequences of not passing this test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. So, in times of prosperity, Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah can withhold his benefits, his bounties and bring times of difficulty. We've seen this time and time again through different generations when Allah blessed them with wealth, treasures of paradise. They turned their backs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept them in misguidance. Should we do the same, nothing will stop Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from giving us these same consequences. So a point of reflection for you respected listener. Take this moment right now. Look into your life. Look into your actions. Look into your character. Do you see any deficiency? Do you see any flaw? If you do so, make this resolution. Turn to Allah Rabbul Izza wa tubu ilallahi jami'a ayyuhal mu'minun la'allakum tuflihoon. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single one of you believers. This is the command of Allah. La'allakum tuflihoon. Because therein lies the ultimate success. Subhanallah. So, Malakul Maud, anytime, any place. Anywhere, not Absa, but rather angel of that. Anytime, anywhere, any place, he is tapping on our doorsteps. Respected listeners, we will go for an ad break, inshallah, and we'll continue when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back respected listeners to Radio Voice of the Cape and 91.3 FM and this evening inshallah on your program Qur'a'ul Qur'an reciters of the Qur'an in our final segment this evening inshallah we would like to bring to you somebody who touches your heart my heart every time we ascend for the pilgrimage or we visit the lands of Mecca and Medina. So Alhamdulillah, this evening we are absolutely privileged to highlight the biography of one of the foremost leading Imams of this world, subhanallah, none other than Shaykh Abdul Rahman 
As-Sudais, Hafizahullah. May Allah guide him, protect him, and keep him steadfast on the good which he is uh, contributing towards the Ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So for those of us that do not know, Shaykh Abdul Rahman ibn Abdul Aziz As-Sudais is the Imam of the Grand Masjid in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Also a renowned Qari, reciter of the Qur'an, and was the Dubai International Holy Qur'an Awards Islamic Personality of the Year in 2005. Sheikh Asudais has also preached Islam's opposition to explosions and terrorism and has called for peaceful interfaith dialogue, but also has been sharply criticized for non-Muslims or rather uh, upholding the truth and this is always a trend when people stand for justice and truth they are generally criticized however nobody 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 really looks at the good nature the good contributions which Muslims make for humanity at large and subhanallah Gaza being very close to our hearts Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sudais, he's denounced the treatment of the people of Gaza, Palestinians, by Israeli settlers, and also denounced the state of Israel. He's also called for more aid, for more um, contributions to be made to the Palestinian citizens. And subhanallah, he's always the championing cause in Saudi Arabia for highlighting the community's injustices on themselves in terms of their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A quick history or introspection into his personal life. So he comes from the Anza clan and he memorized the Quran by the age of 12. He grew up in Riyadh, the kingdom, the capital of the kingdom of Saudiya, and he also studied Al Muthanna bin Harith Elementary School. Thereafter, he proceeded to the Riyadh Scientific Institution from which he graduated in 1979 with a grade of excellence. He obtained a degree in Sharia from the Riyadh University in 1983. His Masters in Islamic Fundamentals from the Sharia College of Imam Muhammad ibn Saud Islamic University in 1987 and received his PhD in Islamic Sharia from Ummul Qura University in Mecca while working there as an assistant professor after serving in the University of Riyadh for many years. Imam Abdul Rahman Sudais took up his imamate position in 1984 at the age of 22 and conducted his first khutbah in Mecca in July 1984. Other than Sheikh Saud al-Shuraim who has been his partner in Salah al-Taraweeh from 1991 till 2006 and again in 2014 and we all know Ramadan memorable moments of Sheikh Saud al-Shuraim, Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sudais each reciting 10 raka'at of Salah Taraweeh and subhanallah you know an amazing electrifying atmosphere in the Haram furthermore in 2005 Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sudais was named by the Dubai International Holy Quran Award Dihqa Organizing Committee as its ninth annual Islamic Personality of the Year in recognition of his devotion to the Quran 
and Islam when accepting his award in Dubai he said the message of Islam and Muslims is modesty fairness security stability sympathy harmony and kindness from 2010 to 2012 he visited India Pakistan Malaysia Britain amongst his activities has been uh, is that he's been a hosting seminars at the higher institute for advanced islamic studies in malaysia in 2011 where he spoke about islamic civilization against the backdrop of modern challenges he was appointed head of the presidency for the two holy masjids and also he was ranked a minister by the royal decree on the 8th of may 2012 subhanallah so for most of us that do not know Sheikh Abdul Rahman Sudais apart from being the head of the imamate of the imams of the um, uh, Masjid al-Haram in Mecca and Masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is also one of the ministers in the Saudi Arabian monarchy cabinet so respected listeners inshallah we will conclude our journey through Quran this afternoon by uh, ending off with a recitation of Quran by Sheikh Abdul Rahman Al-Sudais Hafizahullah stay tuned and enjoy Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih ittaqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن وَدَّتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ أَكَفَرْتُمْ 
بعد إيمانكم فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكفرون وأما الذين بيضت وجوههم ففي رحمة الله هم فيها خالدون تلك وما الله يريد ظلما للعالمين ولله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وإلى الله ترجع الأمور كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله ولو آمن أهل الكتاب لكان خيرا لهم منهم المؤمنون وأكثرهم الفاسقون That was a beautiful recitation by Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sudais. May Allah bless you and I, respected listener, to visit the Holy Lands time and time again in good health, in prosperity, and to use our time maximally in the ibadah, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whilst visiting the Holy Lands, inshaAllah. So we come to an, or to yet another edition of Quran, reciters of Quran, and from myself, Muhammad Sheikh, our producer, Sister Yasmina Peterson, our technician behind the desk, we bid you farewell. Keep safe, keep, keep steadfast on deen, keep us all in your du'as, insha'Allah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
بحياتي قرآن لله لله يهفو أملي لله ولحفظ كتاب الله من أول بسم الله للختم وللرضوان رحمن يا رحمن بمجيني يا رحمن محمد عن جبريل من رب العرش دليل للعالم والإنسان تكبير تكبير للحافظ وهو صغير والضاء العين قرير يحمل فجرا لينير I'm